Hey, hey, welcome back to the Louisville Wedding Podcast, everybody. Once again, my name is Brandon Savage, and as always, I am your host. Today's show I'm super excited about. We have with us a beautiful woman who, oh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who deserves all the praise and anything else she can get. With us today is Miss Tally Oberlader. Did I say it right? Yes. Ah, look at me go. <laughs> so... Um, before we really start getting into it with Tally, I just want to take a quick second to thank you for everything that you do as it pertains to weddings in the tri-state area. If any of the listeners don't know, Tally is the admin of what I would consider to be the heartbeat of the wedding industry in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville formal. Louisville recent. wedding formal. There you resale. go. Yeah, it's, it's a long one, but Thank you, thank you so much for me and every other vendor, bride, groom, couple, whatever, wedding related for everything that you do on the page. Well, thank Kudos you. to you. <laughs> With that, welcome, Tally. How are you, girl? I'm good. I'm breathing. That's, awesome. That's a plus. That's, that's, that's all we can <laughs> ever ask for. So this isn't actually the first time I've ever met Tally. Obviously, we've seen each other at wedding shows. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of touch on wedding shows a little bit down the road. I've seen Tally's, Tally's spread, as I would call it. Oh, goodness. Um, and then we worked a wedding together. You remember working a wedding a couple years ago? Was it the, with the lavender leaf, right? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yes. It was. I was uh, bartending, I believe, if, having a good old time. It, yep, yep, I do. We were set up right next to each other. I even remember the bride and groom's name. It was Kira and Cody. It was a Sunday wedding. That was it a wild might have been. wedding. Yes, yes, it was. We I thought do everybody remember. Everybody was going to leave early, and oh, they did no, not. They did not. They did not. <laughs> Full on mosh pit on the dance floor, right in front of my set. Actually, at one point, the groom came up to me and he asked me to play a specific song, and I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." And he was like, "Unedited," because I tell all my brides and grooms, I'm like, "Hey, everything's edited and clean until one one or both of you tell me to take the filter off, right?" And he came up and he told me that. So I played the song. Not two seconds into the song, one of the groomsmen walks over and he goes, bro, you shouldn't have played that. And I was like, yo, groom told me to. Like, I thought he was talking about because of the language. You know what I mean? And he was like, nah, man, you just, you shouldn't have done that. I was like, why? He was like, you'll see. And within seconds, it was just a full-blown mosh pit on the dance floor. Yes, I it remember was that. insane. <laughs> but great fun. Shout out to those two and their whole wedding party. Um, so how how did you, for those that don't know, ta- Tally makes veils, accessories, right? Garters, yeah, hair fasteners, jewelry. Pretty much most everything. Just about anything. And even one-offs right? that people have asked me to do. Yeah. How did you, how did you get in the business of doing that? Like how did that, that whole creativity thing start? Well, um, weddings in general, I tipped my toe in the water. Um, when I moved from Michigan to here, I started mm-hmm. working in the hotel industry mm-hmm. and I became a catering manager at a hotel. Really? And I just fell in love with weddings and everything. But then, you know, you want to start a family. So working all the weekends, we know we sacrificed right, right, weekends, right. didn't work for having kids. Yeah. So I went into telecom and then at one point I was actually working from home and I was looking for kind of a side gig so that in the evenings I could go do something for myself right. that wasn't me being at home. And I started doing um, jewelry and going to brides' homes. And they're like, oh, do you offer veils? So I would actually go to a bride's house with her whole bridal party and everything. And they would pick out styles of necklaces they liked and then veils. And she right. could try them on with her dress. And it kind of started started that way. 
and uh, it just kind of grew from there. You know, oh, you got veils, you got jewelry. Now let's get more jewelry. Now let's get hair pieces. Now let's start doing garters. Right. It branched out from there. Did you? So did you start that up in Michigan? Did you? No, I actually started that here. Probably like maybe 2005 or six. Um, this is back, you know, when Craigslist was the way to sell stuff. Right. So yeah. I would post advertisings on Craigslist. We're not going to date ourselves, Tally. That yeah, I know. Many moons. Ago. I have a birthday coming up in a few weeks. Trust me, I know. <laughs> uh oh. I just got banned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I guess what I what I'm after is, did you just say, hey, I'm looking for a side gig? to you know make extra money and this and that and then you just thought hey i can make a veil like how did you yeah i the actually crafting piece of it i actually taught myself because when i first started selling right. veils it was wholesale veils i was buying off of another lady right. and they okay. were the basic most plain veil got it nothing to it and then i said you know what i can a bride asked me can you put lace on this sure yeah i'll do yeah. lace and so you just start playing with it and laying it out and uh, I just kind of took it off from there but I've excelled at teaching myself because you know depending on what lace you're working with you have to cut it certain ways to get it to go around the curves and make it look like you didn't cut into it right and uh, certain things you have to hand do because you can't put it in a machine the beading will rip off and I have spent there have been I can't even tell you how many nights that I will pull an all-nighter and not even go to bed to meet a deadline if I need to right absolutely and it's it's crazy and i've said it before on one of the other shows it's crazy how and being able to sit down and talk to you know different categories of vendors the way that i've been doing it's crazy how similar our our work ethics are you know what i mean because just like you you know i've stayed up all hours of the night trying to find songs or you know putting a playlist together or whatever the case is so that's that's really cool so when you started this you started it with the specific or express purpose of getting into weddings then yeah oh absolutely yeah and it just kind of went from there and and you know that probably the scariest moment for me was when the first bride said can you take my mom's dress and take the lace off oh, God. and you know w- when you go to cut into something you can't undo that right so it's scary <laughs> you know <laughs> at, what um, point, at what point do you have to get up and clean yourself up oh yeah i'm just like <laughs> it was scary the first couple times i did that but I'm very um, visuospatial, and I can usually see things in lace and, and the way it can be laid out that somebody doesn't necessarily see. Mm-mm. So I have fun with it. But I would say probably at least 30%, maybe 40 now, of the veils that I do are people bringing me their mom or their grandmother's items and asking me to repurpose them in some way. Yeah, that's so dope. So it makes it unique, and they can pass it down to right. them, their family. I have 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 had some brides one bride in particular she had me bring her mom and her grandma's dress blend them into she probably had me make six or seven things and then she has since then had a baby and then she had pictures with the veil and the baby tucked in there and it was just it like That's, one of those teary eye moments yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, and it's awesome it's it's and again you know we keep coming back to the same things where it's you know 
even something as simple as not simple, obviously, to make a veil. I've never made one, but I can I'm, I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, it's not simple. Something like that can be so integral and give you that satisfaction of saying, "Hey, you you created something that's going to be in their memories forever." By Right. You know what I mean? Right. By being trusted with their grandmother's, you know, articles of clothing that they're going to incorporate in their wedding day or, you know, being wrapped in with the baby. I just think it's it's awesome. And I love doing it. I mean, it's it's nice because um, it's very diverse. Right. Every project is new. Every project is different. Brides will come to me and, you know, this one wants that kind of lace. This one wants rhinestones. This one wants beading. I mean, whatever it is. So it's always something different. And I right. Gotten a lot of new challenges and things that people have never asked me to do before. That I'm like, oh, I could absolutely do that. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be fun. And then you pull it off, and you're like, super I pull it proud off, of and I'm loving you know it. Now I, mean? I may yeah. have underquoted, but I will never right. charge more than what I quote. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Never. You, you I'll just, eat it. Yeah. And use it as a learning lesson. Yeah. But I yeah, will yeah. never charge more than what I quote. Absolutely. But but the experience is gonna, you know, from a from a financial standpoint, the experience of doing that is worth whatever you, you know what I mean? Because you're gonna make whatever you eat back, right? I mean, oh, yes. Yeah. You know, it, it, it all comes back. So, I know we talk a lot about veils. Do you do, what, do you do other things right as far as accessories oh, yeah. go like hand fast oh, gosh. um i i usually purchase mm-hmm. the hair pieces i don't typically hand make those i have made some i have made some out of dresses from grandma and stuff but i buy a lot of that stuff and jewelry i mean i have bridesmaids jewelry and bridal jewelry oh, yeah. and stuff for the mother of the bride mother of the people will come up into my shop and they walk up the stairs because it's right next to my home mm-hmm. so i've had brides come at nine o'clock the day before their wedding and go oh my gosh, I don't have this or I don't have that. That's fine. I just walk next door. Yeah. No problem. But they walk upstairs and go, wow, there's a lot of bling up here. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that I have as much as I have. I yeah. probably have 150 hair pieces at least. And we're talking all different sorts and styles and necklaces and jewelry. And uh, I custom make garters for people also. And I've put lace on shoes and made hankies and all kinds of stuff. So, so yeah, that, that would be my, that was going to be my next question is, you know, can, if people come in and they see something that they like, but they want to tweak it with something else, you know, say they've got their grandmother's hair, yes. hair pin, you know what I mean? Can you I've incorporate done that. In fact, I'm yeah. doing that right now. I had a bride come to me and she has, I believe it was her cousin. Mm-hmm. Significantly to her, the dragonfly symbolizes that. Right. Her cousin's no longer with her, I believe. Right. So she brought that and she said, I want to incorporate this into a hairpiece. So I'm actually hand beading different colored jewels onto it and putting it into the hairpiece right. for her. So yeah, sometimes so they bring dope. me the pieces. Sometimes they use what I have. It's, I've even had people bring veils to me. I bought this veil off of Etsy or right. off of Amazon and it's too long. So I shorten it for them. Or it's too plain and they want to add lace to it. So I've worked with an existing veil or somebody gave it to them and they want to reuse it and make it their own right so i can also do that i don't have to be from me totally it sounds like the veils are pretty well customized by you so you you get the materials you put them all together based on their vision or do you have like examples or how did how did the, how's it work with the veils? i have a little bit of everything so i have Budget veils mm-hmm. that you would also find on Amazon for mm-hmm. your $10, $20 because I've had people also come to me last minute and go, I don't have a veil. Right. Or I just get married in my backyard last minute and I need something and I don't have time for Amazon to get it to me or whatever. So I have budget veils mm-hmm. and then I have boutique veils that I have gotten from boutiques that have closed out. They still have tags on them, etc. 
and then I have sample veils. So I typically ask the bride if she has her dress. Most times they do, or it's at a seamstress and they can grab it and bring it over. But to bring it to my house, mm-hmm. we put the dress on and we play, <laughs> dress up. Yeah. And we try on different veils to see what length she likes, what styles. And There'll be people that come for a lace veil and they walk out with a beaded one because they thought, oh, well, I really like the way that looked instead. Right. Or they thought they wanted cathedral and then they didn't want cathedral when they tried it on with their dress. Right. So the fun part is, is they get to try it on and see it and they're not in the rush of like a David's Bridal store or somebody like that. Right. Where they're feeling pushed and rushed right, so they can right, get to the right. next client. Yeah. I have people come to my house in the evening and if I have somebody come, they're the only client for that night. Right. Most people think they're going to be there for a half an hour, hour. And sometimes they're there for an hour and a half, two hours, because we just get to talk them, and they get to play, and they get to look through. I have all kinds of lace available that I have in my shop that they can choose from, and we try to match it to their dress or an applique or, you know, whatever it is. So we just get to play, and then they customize. They get something that they had a say in creating and making right. it their own. Absolutely. So do I, I do a lot of them bring their dress with them and oh, yeah. do the yeah. whole And the they whole love it. And then down. they usually go, oh, well, while I'm here, I need a necklace yeah, yeah. or some earrings. So, yeah. And again, I've seen I've seen what you bring to wedding shows. So I can only imagine what oh, you goodness. leave at the house. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, when I say tally spread, I mean, she has like one whole corner of this thing to herself. She's got a ton, folks. Um, what is typically the turnaround time on custom veils, garters? Things you know, it depends. Nature? Like if somebody tells me if they come to me today and this is, gosh, what, it, what even month is this? May? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, you know, they, if they're not getting married till December, you know, they'll, I'll have them come, but I won't do their veil till closer to because I've had right. a lot of times where people say something has changed or whatever. So I try to do closer to, but if somebody comes and we talk through a design, mm-hmm. um, they may not have their dress that time. The next time I say, please bring your dress, and I have all the lace pinned, how we talked about it. Right. If they say they want a 120-inch long veil, I'll make it 130 because I can make it shorter, but I can't make it longer right. if you Absolutely. change your mind. Yep. So they will try it on with their dress. We'll look at it different ways, and once they bless the design, mm-hmm. then that's when I go and I attach it and stitch it and do all that, and then they can pick it up, and I have it steamed and ready to go. Mm-hmm. I have had people ask me in a crunch moment, I'm getting married in 30 days, can you yeah. pull this off? Depending on what it is, typically I can if I don't have a lot of other stuff in front of it. Right. Um, you know, when it's using mom or grandma's dress, I have to see that dress because some of those dresses, they're stitched on so super tight that it's, I've spent one dress, oh gosh, I think an hour, and I got maybe six inches of the lace undone. Wow. I can only imagine. uh, It just depends on how that dress is constructed and how much work it's going to be for me to do it. I mean, I've seen, you know, I spend spend a lot of time with brides, you know, post-ceremony where where we'll, you know, I'll meet her in her bridal suite and we'll be talking about where we're going next in the wedding and she'll be getting bustled. And I've watched so many people struggle with bustling a dress, you know, because (laughs) the buttons were hit in the lace or you know whatever it's sometimes it's very scary how much i actually know about bustling a dress <laughs> yes i have helped bustle before so i can only imagine what it you know how hard it would be to kind of get your fingers in there and you know mess with that lace and how you know especially being old it's got to be fragile right uh well no not 
not so much. I, no. You know, it's usually in pretty good shape. It, sometimes the beading has yellowed or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But even just removing that, it just gives the lace a whole new vibrant. I had one lady recently, she brought me the dress and she goes, oh my gosh, this thing is so yellow. I want some handkerchiefs and some things off of this, but I don't think you can get it. All and right. I have a magic little solution that somebody told me about that I used. Mm-hmm. And it brightened it up so white again. <laughs> she right. was like, oh, my God, this is like night and day different. Yeah, it's like amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, I can honestly say that just getting to make all of the different things, whether it's a veil or a handkerchief or a garter, it's my happy place. I mm-hmm. love doing it. It's my hobby mm-hmm. that makes me money. Yeah. Uh, I don't charge nearly what, you know, the Etsy people or the bridal stores charge. But I love doing it, and I love talking to the brides. And then while they're there at my house, I'm like, so where's your wedding, and who are you? who's your DJ, yeah. and who's your... And I love talking about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just love hearing about it in general, and I make new friends, mm-hmm. and um, it's exciting. It's I love awesome. It. You yeah. get to, you know, you get to be around people in their most positive moments, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, you hear a lot of people say that, you know police officers firefighters ems you know public servants sometimes you know they're always with people at their worst you know what i mean and we're blessed to be in in a situation where most of the time we're with people at their best so it's awesome right um and that bringing up pricing obviously we don't talk direct pricing on the show you know quoting actual numbers so what i usually address it as is like a tier system right so Mm -hmm. From a tier perspective, what would you consider your your you know just everything together? Your veils, hair fasteners, you know all that good stuff. Would you consider it like a premium, average, or budget friendly pricing? I know you said I have stuff from budget friendly mm-hmm. up to I would say mid range. I don't believe, and I've never had a bride come to me asking for a custom veil and say that's too much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm nowhere near what a bridal store right, charges. Exactly by any means yeah um so and then even like jewelry and hair pieces i'll have people say like hey i found this on etsy and i really like it and i go oh i have that same exact one but mine's like 30 percent of what they're going to charge you on etsy for it or i have people send me pictures and i say well give me a few days and then i can usually go out and almost find it and like i said i'll beat that price so it just depends on what it is but i would I would not call myself expensive right. by any means. Absolutely. And there's always options. I've even given people, you want me to use mom's dress, but if I have to deconstruct it, it's going to be this amount. I've had some people say, I'll deconstruct the lace and bring it to you. Well, mm-hmm. now you're just paying for my labor because you've already done all that stuff for me. Right, so right, now right. I just have to put the veil together. So I have worked with people on how to cut costs yeah, for them yeah. and make it cheaper. Absolutely. That's awesome. Pretty much just you managing the inventory and like the custom orders. Do you it's ever hundred percent me unless I, <laughs> she looked at me like I was know, nuts. Ladies. Yeah. Gentlemen. It's sometimes I've wrangled my boyfriend and to help me do stuff, bring stuff to a wedding <laughs> show or whatever. God bless him. Because oh. when I do, I don't typically do wedding shows. I have people message me all the time. Well, what is your next wedding show? Yeah. And I will tell you honestly, I, there's some other ones I've done in the beginning. I typically have, I've done one at Lakeside, mm-hmm. but otherwise I've only done the White Rose. Right. Because honestly, he gives me, he says, just tell me how many tables you want. And that's yep. not typical of a wedding show. You right. get one or two tables. Right. Yep. And yep. so I literally bring 80% of my shop to the show. Yeah, I've seen But it. I have people come and they buy with right. the intent to buy. So, but I am, uh, I just have people come. I'm open by appointment. They'll always ask me where my shop is at. Mm-hmm. And I'm located in Hillview. 
if you're familiar with where the Grand Lion's at, yeah, I'm I am. right around the corner from Are there. Are you really? <laughs> I was just over. I, I am two right weeks off ago. of Mud Lane. Yeah, I know the area. Right before you turn on to what is it, Smith? So yeah, the White White Rose Wedding Show. Absolutely, I agree with you. I did it. You know, obviously we were there together. I did it. You know, two years ago. And I, I'm the same way. I don't do a lot of wedding shows, not because I don't want to. I mean, it's just, honestly, I book about two years out anyway, and I don't want to take away from other vendors who, you know what I mean, want to get out in front of brides, and I don't want to be unfair to the brides, you know yeah. what I mean? But I do agree with you, White Rose is definitely dope. Also, you brought up Lakeside. Shout out Dean Hill. It's my man right there. Yeah. I would love um, to do all the wedding shows. I really yeah. would. I love to meet people and talk to people, and I... I have not met all these vendors that I touch with, you know, and talk to, but I would love to do that. But it's a real hassle to pack up my entire shop. Yeah. Set it. It usually takes hours to set it up because there's so many earrings and jewelry and you got to make sure stuff and then to tear it down. And then I usually get it home and I let it sit for a couple of days because I don't want to look at it anymore for a couple of days. So it's a lot of work and to not get stuff damaged in the process of moving it back and forth. So. I do it once or twice a year. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I said, I told Ty was here on the last episode. I told him, you know, maybe the next White Rose re- wedding show, I'll just, uh, I'll just show up, maybe do sound or something, and just kind of hang out. And I somehow can't say no to that man. Yeah, he's he <laughs> he, he doesn't he doesn't give up easy. That's he for sure. He snaggles me yeah, every time. He, Come on, Tally. Come on. Uh, he's uh. <laughs> Ty's a good dude. He doesn't. Man. He doesn't take no for an answer. No, he does not. Very persistent. Very persistent. He I'm, could sell me a piece of swamp land, and I would still walk away, going, "What happened?" Yeah. Last episode, man, he said something that hit me, and I've said it a couple times since. Is the only way we don't make it is if one of us dies. That I mean that that is pretty much the sum. Of I mean, what and that's what I do with the veils. Be. Like I said, if I yeah. have a deadline to meet, I will not sleep, not go to bed at all, and yep. then I just tell my boyfriend, like, listen. Uh, the bride's coming today, and so when she leaves, I'm going to bed. <laughs> right. So have you have you ever thought about maybe getting a brick and mortar store, like being having an actual outlet for any of that, or is it just not? At the prices I charge, it would make it them go it, up. Yeah. Yeah, it would make it go up, and I prefer. I I want every bride, whether she's a budget bride or one that says, you know, I want I want everything. I want A to Z. I want them to get what they want. So mm-hmm. if it's a budget bride, I'm going to try to meet her price and get her what she wants and, and vice versa. So if I go to a brick and mortar, I can't quit my normal j- yeah. day job yeah. to go do that and make the same money. Right, right. No, I, I, I agree with you totally. So a lot of people, you know, ask when it comes to being budget friendly is how do you pull that off? And it's, I feel like it's very much a combination of picking and choosing where you invest your money and how you, you know what I mean? How you design your business. You got in the beginning, you're going to take some sort of loss. I mean, you just can't, you know what I mean? But because of kind of like what we talked about where, you know, you may have undercharged somebody in the past for the work, but the experience that you got from that is going to pay. Right. The next time I know, okay, it took me 15 hours to glue on 1200 rhinestones by hand. So I know that next time I don't need to charge $150. I need to charge, you know, because I'm very reasonable and I do it a hundred percent myself when it comes to a custom veil 
or something like that that they're doing. But there are times where I know that the money I put in, like say somebody wants a garter. I have tell people all the time. You can look at my album that I have on my Facebook page for a garter. Mm-hmm. But you can also send me a picture you found on Pinterest or Etsy. And I'll tell you straight up if I can make that or get pretty darn close. Right. And so they send me pictures. They go, well, I like this one that, that's in that set, but I kind of like the way this toss one looks. Can you? Sure, I can yeah. do that. Or they just want one. Or I've had people ask for three. One to keep, one to toss, and one for their husband to hang in his car or do whatever he wants with. So everything's custom. So sometimes I look at that and I go, you know what? Yeah, it'll be 30 bucks, And I'll probably put $30 or more into the craft supplies. Mm-hmm. But now I could make... 15 more sets because I have the craft supplies for it. Right. So I may make zero money off of that one, but I have it so that I can replicate it again. And then the future is money. Right. But I have fun. And and I, you know, you said something a minute ago too about wanting to hit the whole spectrum from budget friendly to, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how else to say it, like high class or premium, whatever you want to call it, right? I I'm, I feel the same way. Like, you could catch me in a gymnasium DJing in a wedding, and you can catch me at, I was just last weekend, I was at the Henry Clay, beautiful venue, by the way, shout out to them. You know, I just, I think it's so awesome how, how every, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, it's exactly. very fascinating to me how everybody is so much alike, no matter what your your service or category is. So if they want to see you or talk to you about a veil or schedule an appointment to come see the shop and all that stuff, what are your, your social media and website contacts? It is. I prefer that people message me on Veils by Tally through the page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I usually will meet people. If you want to meet during the weekdays, mm-hmm. it's um, like, well, because I'm having to go back to the office now, right. I will be working at my kitchen table. Thank you, COVID. Yeah. Uh, it will be like 6.15 or later. Right. And you can meet me there. And if I book you for that night, you're the only one that's coming. And so that way you don't feel rushed. I don't right. ever want people to feel rushed. Otherwise, I try to meet people on a Saturday or a Sunday, and I'm pretty flexible. But right. I am out in Hillview. So it's just open by appointment. If I've had people you know, say, hey, any chance you're open now? Can I come over? And if, if so, absolutely. Awesome. So, so judging by your response there, I'm not the only person in the room who's completely sick and tired of covid no pun intended yeah i have been at my kitchen table since april of last year and i think my cats are going to go through withdrawal when i leave because they seem to be lap cats and lay on my keyboard and everywhere else not going to know what to do yeah so i'm ready to go back to an office so i can go out with coworkers and eat and everything yeah luckily you know i feel like this whole thing we might be we might be heading in in the direction of being as as rid of it as we're gonna be anyway and i, I mean i never thought it would be what it's turned out no, to. i mean i was supposed to go on a years. cruise the yeah. weekend covid shut all the cruise lines down and then we rebooked for 60 days later and then that didn't happen i mean yeah. so you think something's gonna last eh, 60 90 days and then, we and then here we are you know what 15 months later from when this craziness hit i n- never in a million years would have I- i've seen so many trends through my wedding group and i see it coming but I I didn't see this coming for as long as it's been here. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's kind of the transition because I I definitely kind of wanted, you know, we talked about it at the top of the show, you know, you, you're the admin, you're the sole admin. I created that group. Yeah. So, you know, I I definitely want to touch on it a little bit because I'm sure that some listeners want to, want to hear, you know, from you because they see posts and obviously the Christmas thing, which I Christmas raffle, which I love every year it gets better and better. And I was told last year by Nick, Curcio, that mm-hmm. if I top the amount of money that came in last year for this year, that, oh, 
What did he say he would do? Oh, gosh. He would either put a dress on or I could put a pie in his face. I forget what it was. There's something I could do to demean that man. And I am hell or high water. I'm gonna we're going to make it happen. Oh, huh? we're going to make it happen for sure. You hear that, Nick? You're in trouble. So, yeah, I, I actually just plugged that today. I had uh, my daughter, my, my 11-year-old daughter up there. She's a little hustler. Every time we have a yard sale or something, she sets up a lemonade stand or something. She's out there trying to get money. And uh, so she she conned she conned my wife into putting some My Life doll and American Girl doll stuff on Facebook Marketplace. So lady come getting it today. She was buying, it. and I asked her. You know, obviously Tally has been in my basement here, and she says the same thing everybody else does. Oh my God, why do you have so many toys? And I asked. So I asked the lady. I said, "Are you a collector?" She's laughed at me. She said, "No." She said, "I'm getting this." for some church kids, you know, so I, I, it just got us, you know what I mean, going, and I plugged the Christmas raffle. I think it's just another piece of the puzzle that is just shows how awesome of a person you are and what you do with that group. Um, so what's what's the group? What's the status of the group? What's the state of the Louisville wedding formal resale? So let's see here. It's been eight years now. Eight, yeah. Eight years, March 2013 is when I opened it. So um, we are at what twenty three thousand three hundred members ish. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's very much local. I've always always believed in keeping business yeah. local. I'm on a lot of other pages, and you see people from you know Cincinnati and Indianapolis vendors, photographers. Oh, I'll drive and all this and all. That's fine, but. I have enough photographers or right. videographers or DJs right in here this that, area yeah. that I don't need to let start letting people come from Cincinnati and Indianapolis. I just choose to support local. It was ingrained in me by my father from when I was a child. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up in Michigan and everything was support local businesses mm -hmm. and it's just who I am. It's just what it is. And I, mm -hmm. I mean, again, you know, from a vendor perspective, I mean, you do a fantastic job of, of what you do. You know, it's... It, it's accountability, right? You know what I mean? You, not letting people post so much or put, you know, not even giving the opportunity for, obviously you can't, you can't weed everything. Somebody's always going to find some way somehow to, to circumvent the system. But I mean, from a scammer point of view is what I'm getting at. So right. you're not, you know what I mean? Because of your diligence, the way you work with the group, it stays clean and it stays, you know, it stays happy, which is what a wedding thing should be, right? Yeah. I um, love it because it's more of a community page. Mm -hmm. And I know technically I created it and technically it's my page, but mm -hmm. I really call it our page mm -hmm. because I have so many amazing brides that got married five, ten years ago. They're still, still on, on the page. Yeah. and. And it's because it's a community and they like helping the new brides and just seeing what's going on out there. But um, I know I'm not everybody's everybody doesn't like me because well, some people think you know. this is a stickler but i have to write rules that benefit the moral majority yeah. oh. and it just is what it is yep. um but i love the page everybody's wonderful the vendors are wonderful i try to keep the drama down to nothing if i can mm, right. um but again, that's sorry you know somebody yeah. somebody's always going to find a way to, to circumvent and it happens you know, don't let, don't ever let somebody who, you know, says negative things or whatever based on a decision that, you know, it's, it's, it's your page. You can do what you want. I have you grown feel. a very thick skin. Yeah. And you do. And that's, years. that's part of a, that's part of a, a leadership personality, you know, and I, I identify with that because of my past, you know, what I did before I did the DJ thing, you know, sometimes you have to make decisions that, aren't always popular to everyone you know what i mean mm -hmm. but for the for the greater good 
of a group of people, they had to be made, right? So I think it's dope, and I appreciate everything you do for that. And I, I'm sure I speak for a lot of other vendors when I say that. I love that it has helped so many local vendors. Vendors, you know, and people that have started from nothing, you know, just started out and yeah. they've been on there for eight years yeah. or five years or whatever, yeah. and it has allowed them to grow. And that's what I love. I love to see everybody succeed, I yep. love to see brides get what they want. There's, you know, some people get offended by don't say cheap or budget or whatever. And it is, it's a different definition to everybody. But a, if a bride can afford a $5,000 wedding or a $2,000 wedding or a $15,000 wedding, she has the right to want what she wants. Right. I mean, and it's try, try to find it in her way. Yeah. Somebody absolutely. is willing to help her. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, that's just words that are used to describe something and that's the only verbiage they know you know right? right so if a bride if a bride gets on a page and says hey i'm looking for a cheap dj i don't look at that like that like i don't yeah. look at it as define cheap she yeah, might yeah. she might I say eight hundred dollars or you know less right another person right. might say two hundred dollars or less she just got engaged she has no idea what budget friendly means right. you know what i mean i never i never heard the term budget friendly and i've been in more grocery boardroom meetings than i can count you know what i mean right. so it, it's just you know it's a term and but some people look at it they're entitled to their opinion like we said with you know me and ty's episode you know everybody has a, an opinion there they have the right to it it is what it is but i do think it is a super valuable tool especially for brides and engaged couples if you haven't already check out the louisville wedding formal resale page right i'm saying the whole thing right right yes um i've been on i've been on the page since i started i'm one of those vendors that you know was lucky enough to to be able to build something off of it and i'm forever indebted to tally like so many others um and I still, it, it, it gets confusing in my mind what the whole thing is. But, yeah, if you haven't checked out that Facebook group, definitely check it out. Um, I think there's three questions, right? They got to yeah, answer. three they, questions. Just yep. I get a lot of spammers. Yep. And so it weeds them out. Yep. Um, I have people that may have not been on the page for one reason or another that tries to rejoin. Yeah. Yep. I, I have things that I look for to make sure that someone's not a spammer. Absolutely. So yeah, if, if, if you're, if you're engaged and you're looking, you know, it is, so I, I do want to ask you this while we're talking about it. So, and I, I know the answer to it, but I'm going to ask anyway, just mm-hmm. so others. So, you know, if they have already been married, like you said, people are still on the page for, you know, five years after they've been married. If they're, you know, usually after people get married, sometimes comes a baby shower, right? So, mm-hmm. You know, if they're looking for cake makers for baby showers, are they allowed to post? For, yeah, and that's for that? that kind of started the name. That's why I call it Louisville Wedding slash Formal because mm-hmm. to me it was a formal event. It could be a prom, it could be a graduation. Right. To me, it's a major life event. I have people all the time, and and they'll say, you know, please delete if not allowed, and they're looking yep, for. Yep. A cake for a baby shower or a prom dress or anything like that. So if it fits a major event that you would need a vendor that's available that would normally do weddings, mm-hmm. yeah, I let it ride. Absolutely. So there you go, folks. You heard it here first from the boss herself. You are allowed <laughs> to ask for recommendations on formal occasions. So again, if you haven't checked out that group, check it out, request to join. Make sure you fill out those three questions. 
tally filters through those. You just added today what I didn't go through and count. I saw the I post. Think it was 60, but you know, each time it gives me the opportunity to welcome. There was about 200 that I added, yeah. but I missed the, the deadline. Like some of them were a right. day or two ago. Yeah. So it only captured 58 names because it looks at the most recent yeah. seven days. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, there, there's so many people out there that are finding so many different things that they need for their big day, whether it be a wedding, a baby shower, or a prom, or whatever the case is. You know, it's a valuable tool. And like I said, the heartbeat of the event industry in the city. I'd, I'd say I typically add about 100 people a week. Wow. But I also have right now, I'll tell you honestly, probably about 100 vendors in queue. Mm-hmm. Because they either didn't fill out the questions the right way or they say, hey, I'm a photographer. And I've gotten to the point where certain vendors, if you're a photographer or hair, makeup, whatever... I really like to go look at your page. Do you have a page? Mm-hmm. Do you have any bad reviews before? Uh, and I ask like somebody who's a day of event, mm-hmm. um, you know, how many weddings have you done? Do mm-hmm. you have samples of it? Because if you've done two weddings, this isn't the page to start out yeah, on. I have yeah. seen so many people crash and burn. It's not that I don't, I know everybody has to start somewhere. Right. But it's just a matter of that they come in, guns blazing, oh, I'm offering, I'll do your wedding event for 100 bucks because yeah. they just want the experience. They just want to be out there. But then they don't turn away the 50 brides that comment that want it. Yeah. And then they it's... overextend themselves and no show or something fails. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you do something really great, Mm-mm. you can get kudos and get people loving it yeah but i said you do one thing wrong and, and if i'm done. not looking at the page at that moment and they post and put you on blast it will kill you as yeah, <laughs> quick it, as you and started exactly and that's you know and that's a thing this is just my my advice you know, i'm hoping i'm not going to make tally uncomfortable when i spit this out if you're if you're a vendor or a potential vendor or you're looking to get into your own business or we see a lot of times you know former brides through the planning process they see all of these different things and they're like hey I can do that and then you get into it and you find out really quick I mean, you hear me talk a lot about passion on this show mm-hmm. right you hear me talk about your passion finding you and all that stuff you find out pretty quick that if you don't have that passion you're it, i mean this is a lot of work it's a lot of time you put in so if you're looking at doing that definitely get out there and do some pro bono stuff or something first and you know find other ways because like tally said you know if you get on this group and i've seen it too just from watching in the background you know and if, if you overextend yourself you will be done in a hurry it's you know and, and I have analytics that I have access to. Like every post that gets posted, it'll show me how many people looked at it and how many people actually clicked on the mm-hmm. links of the pictures and stuff. And, you know, here's the thing is you, you join a page that might have two or 3,000 people. And if you crash and burn and somebody posts something negative about you on there, yeah. in an hour that it might take an admin to catch it, if they even care to take it down, you know, you might have 50 or 100 people that saw it mm-hmm. on my page within an hour you could have thousands that see it because i I look at my page all the time in the analytics and in a 30-day period there's typically of the 23,000 it'll tell me that there's 18 or 19,000 active which means they're interacting with the post Mm -hmm. clicking like or it's coming across their feed. Yeah. So do you want 50 or 100 people seeing your hiccup? Right. Or do you want thousands seeing right. your hiccup? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's the thing, you know, and, you know, in this business that we're in, you know, a small thing could be detrimental to, to someone's big day, especially when you're, when you're a day of service, you know, catering, DJ, 
officiant, photographer, stuff like that, you know, it's it, it can be detrimental to a bride's day and completely ruin it. The way that, that I, you know, I put it to my clients is my number one goal is to put you in the moment and keep you there. The second you get plucked out of that moment, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, you know, a speaker goes off or, you know, somebody calls dad, stepdad, or, you know what I mean, a stepdad gets called dad who may have passed away you know what i mean that bride is plucked out of that moment so something as simple as saying the wrong name playing the wrong song introducing the wrong food you know what i mean can can really do that and that's that's why tally's as awesome as she is is because she you take a lot of pride i don't have to ask i can see it you take a lot of pride in trying to protect these brides yeah i might get a lot of mean messages behind the scene but i like i said i got a thick skin these days yeah you got to do what you got to do to protect the man it's just you know i would do the same things that you do if it was me i mean it is i think me and you have probably had conversations on messenger before where i've told you girl you gotta do what you gotta do yeah you know what i mean it is what it is so uh with that let's end it on a positive note tally thank you so much for everything that you do with the group and (laughs) coming in on the podcast i got a feeling this one's gonna do numbers in closing i do want to something kind of came up as me and Tally were sitting down at, at the table and uh, was brought to my attention the other day too. So when you guys are going to listen to this podcast, um, you're seeing it where we're sharing it on Facebook. And what I the link that I share on Facebook is actually a link to the host site. It's called anchor.fm, right? When I share that link, you'll see that I'll also put now available on all platforms. So what I mean by all platforms is the big two are going to be Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have an iPhone, that Apple Podcast should be on your home screen as a, as a preloaded app. If you have an Android, then it's going to be Spotify. If you go into one of those two apps and you search the Louisville Wedding Podcast, all one word, you should be able to find this podcast and you can actually listen to it outside of your Facebook browser or your internet browser or wherever that link is taking you you can actually listen to it as if it was music on your phone. So you could minimize it. You can listen to it on Bluetooth in the car. You can throw it in your headphones and do it while you're working out or riding a bike or walking or whatever it is that you do on the go. Um, If you didn't already know that, there you go. Quick tool like you don't have to sit down flip your laptop open and click that link that we shared it to get this podcast every week and you can actually set it to where your phone or your device will actually notify you when the new episodes go up so you'll get a notification on the screen that says Louisville Wedding Podcast just added this show so it just kind of makes it a little easier for you guys to to listen to it on the go and I probably should have said that a little earlier in one of the shows but me being me, I'm you know all my brides, all they all hear me. I, I'll set up to do rehearsal and I'll tell everybody what I need them to do and where to stand, and then I'll go after I'm done. Now I'm done bossing you around. Let me introduce myself. I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty bad at, at introducing myself and just going. So um, yeah, I hope that helps. If you have any questions, you can always shoot me an email, I'd message whatever you want to do. I'd be happy to help. Um, with that, I want to thank Tally so much for being here. You thank are you. amazing. And again, we'll see you next time on the Louisville Wedding Podcast.